Greetings, Trivia Churches. Greetings to those joining us from elsewhere. You're all very welcome. This is Colin, and I hope you're all keeping very well. We have our podcast for the third Sunday of Easter. And intimations are on the website, so have a look at them. All the usual activities are on. The prayer service is changed to Linton now at half past six. Other intimations is Session, Kirk Session will meet on Monday at seven o'clock in Yetham. Elders, please note. I will be away for a couple of days this week on retreat, but Ian Clark will be available for any any emergencies. I'll I'll be away Tuesday to Thursday, back Thursday. Um, Next Sunday, we'll have an evening communion at Hoeslaw and... A week on Tuesday, there'll be a funeral, Isabel Coburn, and that will be at the Borders Crematorium on Tuesday, the 2nd May. I think these are all the intimations. Our call to worship. When we're disappointed and worn down, Lord, walk with us. When we doubt, when we believe, Lord, teach us. When we need a sign, Lord, break the bread. Lord, we seek your kingdom. Fill our hearts with fire. And it's a lovely day here. The sun is shining. Though I think, the, the, anyway, we'll see what happens at the weekend. But I felt all things bright and beautiful. 137. <laughs> Thanks to Heather and Gordon. Let us pray. Loving God, we gather in your son's name this day, united by your spirit to your followers throughout all time and space. It's amazing to remember that the stories we hear about you today 
have transformed so many other lives for so many centuries. It's amazing to consider how lives not so different from our own carried your love from one generation to another, from one church to another, from one part of the world to another. As we join together in worship, open our eyes to new opportunities to express our love for you and share our love in the lives we touch. For we are your people. We praise God in your holy name. Week by week, we open our lives before you and we acknowledge that sometimes we lose track of you. We're driven and feel busy. So we let other things come before you in our lives. Changes upend us. We don't know where to turn. Forgive us when we forget that you are there with us day by day, walking beside us. Renew us in your love, we pray. And on the Emmaus Road, Jesus met friends who were discouraged and distracted by his death. Yet when he spoke God's word to them, their hearts burned within them. So let us hear God's words of forgiveness today. May the fire of God's love warm your hearts with God's promise of peace and newness of life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we're going to read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24. And from verse 13, it's the road to Emmaus. Now, that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As he talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still with their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem? He doesn't know the things that have happened in these days. What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and before all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. It was more as the third day since all this took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning and they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they'd seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. And he said to them, how foolish you are, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, 
He explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. They approached the village to where they were going, and Jesus acted as if he was going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And when he was at the table, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. And then their eyes were opened. And they recognized him. And he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? Oh, he talked with us on the road and opened scripture to us. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. And there they found the eleven and those with them assembled together. And saying, it's true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. And then the two told what had happened on the way, how Jesus was recognized by them in the breaking of bread. Amen. And God bless this reading from God's holy word. We're going to listen to 530, one more step along the world we go. And let us pray. Risen Christ, walk with us as individuals and as a church of God on our road to Emmaus. Open our eyes as you did with Jesus' companions to the reality and truth of the resurrection. And may our hearts burn within us as the scripture speaks to us again today. Amen. There was a famous violinist whose concerts would sell out all over the world. He'd multiple recordings, he'd won many prizes, he'd been on television on num numerous occasions. He was famous. But one day, he decided to busk in the London underground. And those of you who've travelled to London will sometimes know that you, you come across a musician or a group of musicians, and their music can be wonderful. And so it was with this famous violinist. 
He gave the performance of his life. But the crowds just hurried by, intent on catching the tube. Some of them stopped, maybe, and listened for a few moments. Some threw a few coins into his violin case. And maybe his sublime music brought the, the marvellous total of £30 over four hours. Only one person recognised him, though I wasn't sure, given the setting. It was a salutary lesson for him. But then, maybe we would all pass by. Maybe we have passed by famous people before, not expecting them to be there. We certainly pass by so many things in our houses and in our communities, which we no longer notice. We just take for granted that they're there. It's only when a stranger comes and they see with their eyes. And suddenly, our eyes are opened as well. This week, we're focusing on one of the resurrection appearances of the risen Jesus, the road to Emmaus. Two disciples were walking home to Emmaus, Cleopas and his unnamed companion. And, and some scholars even think it could have been his wife. They'd been in Jerusalem. They were followers of Jesus, and, and so were there. No doubt they were with him when they were waving palm branches as he rode into the city, his triumphal entry. But a few days later, their hopes had been cruelly dashed when Jesus was arrested, executed on the cross, a dreadful death. And so we now find them turning their backs on Jerusalem, turning their backs on their fellow disciples, turning their backs on their hopes and their dreams, and walking home to Emmaus. They're traumatized. They've seen their rabbi, their friend, their hope die a terrible death. And they trudge with heavy legs along the way, forlorn, downcast, seven miles, and they feel each step. Look as a thing about roads, is where encounters happen. It's Luke who talks about Jesus and the disciples walking the roads of Galilee, but he also writes a story, the parable Jesus told about the man attacked on the dangerous road from Jericho to Jerusalem, but then encountering the helpful Samaritan who tends him and takes care of him. It's also Luke who, in Acts of the Apostles, writes of Philip meeting the Ethiopian on the road to Gaza and setting his heart on fire to the extent of him even being baptised there and then. And here, on the road to the village, two disciples encounter a stranger, a stranger who notices their distress and starts to engage with them, ask questions about what was wrong, 
and they exclaim, are you the only person not to know what's been happening? How Jesus, who we thought would be the Messiah, to be the Messiah, was put to death. And then prompted by the stranger's concern, opened their whole hearts to him as he desperately tried to make sense of all that happened. We had hope, they said. We had hope that he would be the one to redeem Israel. How sad these words are. Words of broken hopes, broken promises. But somehow their disappointment grew lighter as a stranger allowed them to tell their story. And then began to draw their attention to scriptures and really set their hearts on fire. So that when they arrived home, they begged him to stay with him, with them, and share a meal. Like the violinist in the tube, they didn't recognize Jesus. They'd seen him die. They'd heard that he was buried. Why should they expect to see him? But as he took on the role as host and broke bread, their eyes were opened. They'd been at meals such as this before, when Jesus took bread and took wine. And they saw who it really was. But in seeing him, he disappeared. The two disciples, having trudged so slowly the road to Emmaus, by contrast now ran all the way back to Jerusalem to share their news of their encounter with the risen Lord. There are so many people in the world today who are so weighed down with anxiety and with the cares of the day. How often do we notice and ask why? Or are we more like the priest and Levite in that other road story and pass by on the other side. But Jesus calls us to a culture of encounter and encourages us to listen to one another's stories, for we all have our story to tell. Cleopas had said we had hoped that he was a one. But with Jesus' listening ear and that voicing of their disappointment, that was the first step to let go their trauma. Let us listen to each other's story. Someone last week was talking to me about the Holy Land and how often there could be more than one site claiming to be where Jesus had changed water into wine, for example, or where he'd been baptised. There are actually several churches claiming to be the site of Emmaus. But the truth is, we don't know where Emmaus was, apart from it was seven miles to from Jerusalem. But Emmaus could be anywhere. And that's quite good. That's quite good. For Emmaus can be here and now. As we walk the road to life, we can sometimes face easy stretches or more difficult and even dangerous distances. But as the two disciples discovered, Jesus walked beside them. 
and what's more, set their hearts on fire. So may we open our eyes and maybe we'll see Jesus in the form of a stranger walking alongside us. And may we open our hearts and minds and maybe we'll encounter Christ to the extent that we want to share the good news that he is the risen Lord. In the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The hymn 615, Holy Spirit. And let us pray with our prayers of dedication and intercession. Living God, as we serve you, giving our time and our talents and our skills and our money and all our energy, may we meet you on the road and may we be aware of your presence with us, with hearts open to everyone we meet in our journey through life. God, our maker, you walk the Emmaus Road with your faithful people of many generations, people facing challenges and uncertainty, people seeking your purpose and your promise. Thank you for your faithfulness to us in all our situations and walk with us and walk with those for whom we pray this day that your grace and mercy may sustain our faith and hope. Pray for children and young people who must think about the future in these uncertain times. Give them hope rooted in the knowledge that their lives matter to you. Show them how to make a difference in the world, whatever threats or challenges they face as they grow. We pray for those for whom age or inexperience, illness or disability creates barriers to full participation in the world. Give each one a sense of dignity and purpose and show them where their gifts are needed and how much they matter to you. We pray for communities challenged by forces beyond their control, economic uncertainty, environmental stress, natural disaster, political strife, Give courage to those facing crises day by day and wisdom to those who lead others so that well-being may be restored and hope for the future prevail. 
we continue to think of places throughout the world in turmoil, like Ukraine, like Yemen, where so many died just a couple of days ago. We pray for our own congregation and for our lives together and our future as a church in mission, a church on the move. That future seems so challenging at times. It's hard to read the signs of our times and respond wisely. Sustain our fellowship. Give us courage to take new paths so that you'll find us faithful on our journey into that future. And we pray for the well-being of those lives linked to ours, which brings both joy and heartache because they matter so much to us and you. And so in silence, we name them before you. Lord, in your mercy, hear these and all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. And we close our service by singing 694, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You. Now go in peace to love and to serve the Lord and may God's love and peace and a, a sense of God's joy be with you and also the knowledge that our Lord walks beside you. And so may blessings from Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with you this day and even forevermore. Amen. <laughs>